0: Far. I'm sorry. My mom brought like me ice cream at the beginning of this episode and I haven't been able to eat it and now it's the end. And I feel like it's gonna melt if I don't start. Just eat I'm it. Start. Yeah, d- bro, <laughs>
1: okay. I guess it hasn't been
2: enough oh, melt okay. already. Alright, don't let your ice cream melt. Fame's gonna start his ice cream while I have it.
0: It's the Intersectional Podcast, Episode 9. I'm your host, Fahim Kamal.
1: I'm your other host, Brandon Winchell.
3: I'm your other other host, Lily Remington. And I'm your final host, Karina Provost.
0: High school can be like a really hard time for a lot of people. Luckily, I'd be willing to say that we all had friends who were in upper grades who helped us get through it, but I know that not everyone has those people. And so today we discussed having a podcast on each year of high school except senior year because we haven't experienced that yet and the tips we have for it.
3: Okay.
1: So we're going to start at the beginning. So freshman year. And I don't know exactly like what like tips I would say like right off the bat, but I just think the big thing about freshman year is everyone's like scared going in because it's your first year of high school and everyone's scared of like the really big like seniors. Um but for me I think I think the biggest thing I could say about um being a freshman is just like understand that it's like one of the easier years of high school and just try to like relax. Like all of these people talking about like upperclassmen bullying freshmen, it doesn't really happen like that. And like people like to joke about it. Um but it's just it's just like a falsehood that people talk about um something that you'd see in the movies. So I just think you need to understand like it's not going to be that bad. And once you get into the groove of of going to high school um, as a freshman, it gets easier like a couple weeks into the school year.
3: Yeah. And in addition, in addition to being overly anxious, I feel like a lot of freshmen are also way over prepared in the sense that some freshmen come to school with like a thousand notebooks and a thousand binders and their backpack like weighs more than themselves. And honestly, like you, <laughs> you don't need to buy a hundred notebooks. Half the time, like I don't know what I guess what I did was I just carried around a folder. Like some people use a binder for each class, but honestly, that's just a waste of space in my opinion. Like mm-hmm. I just used a folder and some paper clips and grouped each assignment like by like a different paper clip like per class, and then at the end of the unit, I'd take everything from the paper clip and then put it in a binder at home. So, honestly, just, like, don't over-prepare because you don't need, like, a 100 different notebooks and you don't need, like, the fanciest highlighters and the fanciest pens. Like, honestly, your basic brand stuff will get you through. Like, having fancy highlighters won't make you a better student, won't make you, like, more likable or anything. Honestly, it's a waste of money, in my opinion. Mm
0: -hmm. On the anxious and nervous stuff, like, I feel something that, people should be aware of is like you know when you see like those freshmen during passing period just run to their next class oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah like it you really have a lot more time than you think it's not that serious and i i you just need to you'll be fine once you know where your classes are so don't worry about it oh yeah
1: i remember the like first day of freshman year um so at our school there's like this tech building which is separate from our our main school it's like a a little like community college building and they have some of them um, our high school's classes in it and i had to go there like the first day and luckily my homeroom was over there and my brother was there with me so he could help me but i had a class that was supposed to be in there and i bet a lot of freshmen that were supposed to have classes in there were like really confused but Like, the administration on the first day or, like, the first couple weeks even are, like, really forgiving about, like, people that are late, especially, like, younger people that don't really, like, know anything about, like, where, like, classes are in the school. So, just, like, stay calm. It's going to be okay. Um, This year it's not really applicable, though, but.
3: And if you don't know where your class is, like, don't be afraid to go up to an upperclassman. They're not going to bite your head off for wanting to know where room, like, 211 is, like, just freaking ask Mm -hmm. somebody, because it's better than, you know, looking around, running around, being stressed, like, just ask somebody for help if you need it. Yeah. And that's not even on, like, the first day of school, that's just, like, in general. Don't be afraid to talk to the upperclassmen. No one's going to, like, make fun of you or try and steal your lunch money or anything. (laughs) Yeah, at least
1: not at our school.
3: Um. Uh, yeah, at least not in our school. But, I mean, in my opinion, even, it's, like, most
2: of the upperclassmen are more are more willing and eager to help you mm-hmm. than you probably think. Because yeah. I know for a fact that in our speech and debate program, like, literally, it's it's weeks before school started. Like, all of the, 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 the new upperclassmen got together in order to make, like, documents upon documents of slideshows to help the incoming like, underclassmen for the program. Um, so especially, like, your extracurricular choice is important. Like, make sure you pick something you want to do. Um, because if you don't, then it's just going to kind of end up... You're not going to have a good time. Like, period, end of story. You're not going to have a good time if you pick something you don't want to do. Because you're just going to kind of be, like, droning in and out of this activity that you don't really find interesting. Which also just kind of, like... It's really obvious to the people who love it that you don't want to be there. Um, but I guess that's not my point. Regardless, my point was that, that like the upperclassmen literally prepare to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely I guess...
0: agree on joining clubs and activities. That was my next point because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the, a lot of the help you can get from upperclassmen is just through those programs and through those clubs and activities. So it's really nice to have that when you join.
3: Yeah, and. We kind of mentioned this earlier, but freshman year is honestly, it's probably going to be the easiest year that you have, especially if you're a higher level student, because if you're a higher level student, a lot of people say like sophomore year is your easiest year because you like aren't experiencing the the stress of going to a new school. But if you're a higher level student, you might be putting yourself in APs, which could make it more stressful. So at least to us, I feel like we can all perhaps agree that freshman year was the easiest. So. I think it's just the time to join all the clubs that you might be interested in, see what you like, see what you don't like. If you go to one meeting of a club, realize it's not the thing for you. Don't feel bad about never going back to the club mm-hmm. because it's the time to explore it yourself and maybe you'll join a club or go to a meeting and realize that it's something that you really love to do. So as just any, any small thing that you're interested in, just honestly go for it. and then. That way you can, if if you're, because you're going to a new school, you can meet a ton of new people, you can interact with the upperclassmen, and I, do, I don't know, I just think clubs are like a really valuable resource. Mm-hmm.
0: Especially the ones that you have friends in, right? Yeah. If you're friends with your friends for a reason, you probably like the same things. See what clubs they're in, and maybe you're interested in it.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, but, on top of- I'm sorry. sorry. Um... No, go ahead. On top of that, though, it's like, a lot of times, like, even the upperclassmen will reach out themselves to 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 the shyer students, because I know when I first started high school, like, I went to a completely different school where I didn't know anybody, and it was really, really scary for me. <laughs> um, but being in an extracurricular literally introduced me to a bunch of upperclassmen that were honestly really cool and really helpful and I have a lot of respect for those people to this day. Um but it's like I didn't know how to talk to them. I didn't know how to reach out to them. I was very, very terrified. Um and in the end it was them who kind of ended up reaching out to me for help. So like join that extracurricular. Join that join that activity you like. Join that thing you've heard about um beforehand and always wanted to to try in high school um go to a club fair like when all of this you know corona stuff is blown over definitely go to your school's club fair because it gives you a chance to see what that club is doing um what they're going to be doing in the future meet some of the people in that
3: club put your name on a list like do it it helps yeah yeah and like just in general i think making sure that you have time for, like, your social life in freshman year, and honestly, I mean, I guess every year is just, like, a priority because, I mean, you don't want to look back on your, like, high school experience and realize that you spent all of it studying. Like, yes, you do need to pay attention to your grades and stuff, and it's good to start out freshman year strong, but (laughs) don't just, like, waste your time holding yourself up in your room, especially when it's one of the easier years yeah
1: I don't even think there's like too much studying that you have to do for freshman year I mean at least there wasn't for me um both that and sophomore year I I think I think freshman year was easier than sophomore year I mean academically it should be but even like the fact that it was a new school like it helped that I was going to like a school that a lot of my friends were going to but I just feel like there's not like too much you have to worry about in terms of school so like going and trying to clubs and like still living your life like hanging out with friends it's always a good thing to do like when when you're like in school keep your mental health up
3: yeah but at the same time I would say as much socializing as I as much as I think socializing is important like don't get too caught up in relationships or drama because honestly by the time you're a senior you probably won't remember any of the drama that you went through, it's just a waste of time, it's a waste of your energy, (laughs) it's not that deep. I hear so many stories of like freshmen who are so jealous or just there's so much drama in their friend group (laughs) and it's, it's it's not worth your time to put too much energy in and get too worried about because, you know, you might not even be friends with that person by the end of high school or if you are, you won't remember why you were mad at each other for like 12 hours it's just really not that deep
1: (laughs) yeah should we transition to sophomore year
3: i don't know does anyone have anything else to say
1: i don't really know what else to say for freshman year just like try to try to be calm going in realize it'll be okay everyone's really forgiving on the freshman um at our school there's no like like extreme bullying problem with upperclassmen and freshman I guess I can't speak cuz I don't know every every school situation but that doesn't happen at our school so I wouldn't I wouldn't stress about that too much just make sure um you're you're not like stressing out too much to the point where you're having like a mental breakdown over like school it's it's really not that bad freshman year um and then you'll get used to it after a couple of weeks and you'll you'll know where stuff is and you'll know the people in your classes and then you'll you'll start to enjoy enjoy school more
3: oh
2: also or uh the freshman. You know, it's I'm gonna say it flat out. It's not worth it to try and be some kind of class clown to to make Mm-mm. friends or make people laugh. Like it's not worth it. It does nothing. It accomplishes nothing.
3: Like all you No one thinks you're cool. Most people just think you're annoying. <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. It's just like it's not gonna earn you status, it's not gonna earn you respect. Just like it's not worth
3: it.
1: I guess it depends and, on the person. Like if you're being like blatantly disrespectful, then no. But that's sometimes not, if that's it's not, like if it's like it's an occasional joke. joke and like the teacher you're you're not like disrespecting the teacher's time, then I don't think it's like a huge deal. Yeah. But like if you're like one of those people that's just like disrespectful and just likes to be like the annoying person to the teacher. It's like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I especially like
3: because that. all the teachers say like, you know, they talk about their good students and their bad students when they're on their lunch. So, if you start off your freshman year and you're just like that disrespectful student, like that will carry with you because the teachers will probably talk about you and the teachers that you may have in the future, like that could impact like how, their perception of you or like your possible relationship with them so like just don't be disrespectful it's so stupid and don't get in fights that's literally it's it's so stupid i don't understand
0: <laughs> i guess one other tip for freshman years is like talk to a bunch of people you'll find yeah. like don't be mm-hmm. caged off and shy i mean I that's kind of hard to <laughs> it's <say>. kind
1: of like <laughs> hard to say that i mean like i don't it's... think that's something people want to do but yeah
0: but if if you're the type of person just like open up to people talk to them yeah. see who you like who you you know don't try your best to like... just go
1: out and do it and talk mm-hmm. to them
2: yeah but i feel like i i feel like i misspoke just a little bit a second ago like it's okay to be like naturally funny and stuff and make jokes here and there but i think we all kind of covered it just don't be a yeah. disrespectful person it
0: yeah. just gets annoying when it's like the whole class is held up because they got the teacher has to address this person like come on
1: yeah Mm
3: -hmm.
1: i mean i don't think i experienced that like as much and i don't think you will if you're in like higher level classes um but freshman year there's not like too too many higher level classes so it's like it's like there'll be people like that and i don't i just think it's good to like not let them like get on your nerves or anything and like just like obviously it's going to be annoying and i i wouldn't suggest being that person but if there are those people, I wouldn't just like I'll just try to ignore them.
3: hmm okay, so I guess moving on to sophomore year, you know this is you're by the end of sophomore year, you're going to be fifty percent done with high school, which is honestly just a crazy thought, so things mm-hmm. start kind of getting more serious. There are more higher level classes open to you, but one of the things that I felt the most about sophomore year was it was the year I really started like. Comparing myself to like other people, and like, oh, what APs is this person taking compared to what I'm taking, and what are these person's grades compared to mine? And we'll talk about comparing yourself in high school and grades and all that in a future episode. But honestly, it's really not worth it because really all that you should be worried about is yourself, and you know yourself more than anyone else if you're if you know that for example, AP classes aren't the right choice for you or if multiple AP classes aren't the right choice for you, don't do it just because your friends are doing it. I feel like sophomore year and junior year, junior year more so than sophomore year, but I feel like those two years are the years perhaps that colleges will look the most at because freshman year, you know, they might give some because it's you're in a completely new environment, but like and by junior year, you are you should be more acclimated, and there's all the higher-level classes open to you, so they probably look at that more. But even though, like, colleges might look at your, like, sophomore year, so you might want to jack your schedule full of APs, if you know it's not right for your mental health or it's just not the right choice for you, don't do it just because other people are doing it. It's not worth it. <laughs> mm-hmm
0: at your end of your freshman year is when you start deciding your classes for next year. So I like Lily said don't stress yourself out and like don't choose things just because other people tell you to. But if you're doing well in classes, right, and see that you could do well in AP class or a higher mm-hmm. level class, take the chance, see how you do. If it's like too much, ask your counselor to take you out of it, right? Know yourself, know your situation and mm-hmm. how you feel. Yeah. And don't be mm-hmm. like influenced by other people, but yeah, make sure you Aren't being dishonest to yourself and not taking a leap when you can. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I guess like overall, you should start getting more serious about everything. That's not just your classes, but I feel like that's also your extracurriculars. After you bounced around in freshman year trying out a bunch of things you think you might like, narrow down to a few things that you really like that you could perhaps you know in the future get a leadership position on, and in. Also, in terms of being more serious, like, I think if if your school offers it, for example, I think you should take the PSAT. It's a great way to gauge how and what you need to study for the SAT, because, like, we kind of mentioned this in the test prep episode, but if you take the PSAT, Khan Academy takes your PSAT results and personalizes SAT practice, and then... If you take that sophomore year, you can use the entire rest of your sophomore year and the summer going into your junior year to use, like, that Khan Academy prep or whatever to, like, study for your SAT, ACT, whatever. And definitely, definitely,
2: definitely, definitely take the PSAT both your sophomore year and your junior year, they mm-hmm. have fee waivers, and I know uh, the SAT and standardized testing can be kind of expensive, but if you can, take that test twice. It's going to help you so much.
1: Yeah, and you could qualify for national merit if you take a junior year, so that's a that's a big thing. Um, I, I know my brother got it, and it's helping him a lot with uh, tuition um, for his school, so it's it's a really good thing to try to aspire to get even and if you don't get it, it's not like a huge deal because you're also practicing for the SAT but that's another reason I would I would suggest taking it
0: Brandon explain what national merit is
1: well it's okay um I guess I don't really know how to like explain it like super in depth but there's like the top percentile um of people that take the PSAT end up getting selected to continue on this national merit thing and I believe I, I could ask him later about this, but I'm pretty sure you do an essay and then um, if you're like you're part of the finalists, you'd send in your essay, and then if they choose you, you end up getting like this big scholarship. and it depends what they'll give you based on your university. But my brother, I'm pretty sure, is getting half tuition off because he did good on his p s a t and then wrote an essay that got selected from um, the scholarship. So hmm. it's just something that like would really help for for like financial aid in college. It's just something like that a lot of colleges recognize and know what it is and they all like offer a lot of financial aid help for it. So I just think it's something that you should you should consider doing and consider like prepping for even though it's not like a like test score you'll send to them.
3: Mhm. And I cuz that's kind of a scholarship, so I think like a uh, sophomore year is also a good time to just start looking at scholarships, start looking at colleges that you can apply to because if you start doing it now, you can realize like what you might look for in a college and what you won't so that during your junior year it's not so bad looking for colleges because sophomore year and junior year are going to go by a lot faster than you think. So if you start going to these college fairs or just virtual tours or anything I think like that could be really beneficial
1: yeah listen to Lily I did not do that I barely started (laughs) looking at colleges like not too long ago um and I I still don't really know what I want to do and I'm kind of like oh no like it's coming up soon but it's not um it's not something you should slack off on but if you do it's obviously like not life it's not the end of the world Uh, yeah that's what uh, yeah but um yeah listen to Lily's advice and start looking earlier rather than later. And then you won't be stressed out um, when it comes to, like, because it's usually, like, the time you have to apply is, like, the start of senior year. And I think junior year is the worst. I haven't gone through senior year, so I can't really speak on that. But um, senior year, you're still taking a lot of, like, high-level classes depending on your schedule. So it's pretty stressful if you have to do college stuff I'd like to, at that time, too. Um,
2: yeah, um, take, a lot of, to take a lot of time your the summer between your junior and senior year to work on college applications because nobody's going to tell you to do that in school nobody your junior year is going to tell you to do that so you really have to take the initiative there because um if you're applying to the uc school system for example those applications are due November 30th. They're not like the rest of your standard applications uh, through the, the Common App or the Coalition application that will be due around the beginning of January. It, it's not like that. There's going to be, for, depending on the system that you apply through, your application deadline is going to be different. Um, nobody tells you that you have the option to apply for a early access program or a, or a restrictive early admission program. Like, you could submit your application early and try and get in and know sooner if that makes you feel better about, about, about knowing and where you're applying. So it's really important that you research what school you're going to, where you want to go. Maybe you don't have to ha- have decided what you want to do yet, but it helps um mm-hmm. but you you've got to know where you want to go and you've got to know where you're applying to um because there's there's all kinds of research that you have to do for those kinds of things
1: yeah I think I don't I don't really have much more to say on a uh, sophomore year I didn't really talk about it that much um I just think it's like another year like freshman year you're more used to it there's some higher level classes but I think a big part of sophomore year is like maybe starting that college prep and then just realizing like everything's not the end of the world and trying, trying to enjoy yourself a little bit in these years before junior year, which I think we could transition into now, which I feel is like the most intensive year um, of high school.
0: Yeah, for junior year, prior to junior year, I didn't have like an agenda. I didn't schedule anything. I just kept off the top of my dome, right? And it, <laughs> it worked for the first two years, right? Yeah. When it came to junior year, like I had to get an agenda. I was forgetting to do certain assignments at the beginning of the year it was it wasn't good for me, so uh-huh. early on, I decided to change things up, get an agenda, even though I didn't want to mm-hmm. at, at the beginning. but like it turned out to be a really good investment, and it helped me figure out what things I have to do and when yeah
1: if you're if you're not organized by the time you you go into your junior year, junior year will make you get organized um There's a a lot of stuff that goes on, especially with all the testing. Um, This year, um, or like last year, I guess, was the first year I had like so many like higher level classes that it basically filled my schedule. And there's like, there's obviously like a lot of work. But if you if you figure out how to manage your time, it's actually not as bad as you, you would like to think.
2: And everybody will warn you too. everybody you encounter in high school will tell you that junior year is the hardest year. That's why, that's why, even though we haven't done our senior year yet, we are regarding, you know, junior year as, as the hardest year. Honestly, I think our senior year is going to be difficult because we do have to do everything all online. Um, yeah. So it's not necessarily going to be easy, especially because we're going to be doing, you know, IBAP classes, which are not, like, organized for an online setting. are very functional there in that sense. But, I mean, when I, I guess you'll be prepared mentally in the sense that junior year is going to be hard your expectations are probably going to get like like very blown out of proportion as well for the amount of people that tell you it because in comparison to other years it is the hardest but it's still not as bad as you think it's gonna be
3: yeah yeah honestly I think the biggest takeaway that I could take from junior year is just because it's one of the most like stressful years take your mental health first And don't forget to go out with your friends. Like, yeah, you'll have a lot of work and a lot more work than you have in the past. But every now and again, don't forget to hang out with your friends. Because if you pull yourself in your room and you just become like this robot, you know, who stays up until like three in the morning doing their homework and it's only studying and only coming down occasionally to eat dinner, like that's not really great for your mental health. And that's just going to lead to burnout and it's just not going to be good in the long run. You don't want to remember your final years of high school being nothing and having no memories with your friends. So I think mental health is a big priority, and I think another thing that kind of goes off of mental health is, like, making sure you have a good sleep schedule, you know? So many of your peers are going to say, like, I didn't go to bed until, like, three in the morning because I was doing my homework but just because they do that doesn't mean that you have to you know if you go home and get your homework done honestly you're doing better than the person who was up until three in the morning because one they could be lying they could just be saying that for show and exaggerating because you know teenagers want attention but (laughs) like it's just not worth damaging your mental health to seem like a cool (laughs) kid or whatever (laughs) As everyone in
2: this call o- is aware, um, I am that person, except I don't lie about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of people that would, like, say it, and I'd be like, okay. Like, some people, like, I didn't feel like they were necessarily lying, but I was just like, you, like, don't seem like you had to do that. <laughs> like, I don't, like, you, I know you have sleeping uh, issues, like, falling asleep and stuff like that. But, like, there were certain people that I was just like, you seem to be doing it for, like, no reason and you seem to do it just like so you could tell people it like and i'm like why are we like bragging Mm -hmm. about the fact that we're not sleeping like that's not a good thing um
3: it's like staying up until 4 a.m isn't going to get you a higher grade (laughs) no it's not in fact it's going to make going through school and day-to-day
2: life hellish yeah um so like in my case i have insomnia it's very difficult for me to fall asleep especially without help in some way shape or form um and so even if I am I am literally exhausted, like cannot keep my eyes open, I will not be able to sleep. And that is an incredibly painful experience. Um I think I found ways to make myself be productive, especially when I couldn't sleep. Um and there were I had I had a lot of good days during the school year as well where um and a lot of people wouldn't even consider these good days, but I considered a good amount of sleep for me. Um falling asleep at midnight and I had to get up at five to get to school on time. Wow. Um mm-hmm. and that's five hours. Like that's a good day for me. I would have excellent days where I would go to bed at ten thirty. Yeah. Um but but no usually usually on a regular school night without like any extra anything I would be asleep at 1.30, two, three. Um it's not a lot of sleep. It's not fun, it's not painful, um or no, it is painful. don't do it. um it's not worth it um, if you have sleeping problems like I do, definitely talk to your parents if you can or somebody you trust uh talk to your doctor, like see what they recommend you to do um in order to kind of like help you with that because I know that. When they got, when I got my blood drawn, they told me I had a vitamin D deficiency, which means I didn't get enough sunlight, um, which can affect your mood and also your sleeping patterns, mm-hmm. which is important to know. Fun mm-hmm. fact. Um, so just think about all the things in your life that would affect your sleep schedule. Um, try and plan around getting a good night's
3: sleep because it's really important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for so many people, the reason why they go to bed so late is because they don't start their homework until like 1030 at night because they get home (laughs) and they just sit on their phone for hours. And it's like, just, I know it's hard to not procrastinate. And I know when somebody says don't procrastinate, you're like, I've heard this a million times, but you still procrastinate. I just think not procrastinating is, and like trying your best to just like, Get home and get your work done, especially when you're like in the school mindset already. Like, yeah, go home and perhaps take like a 30 minute break or something, but then just like try to get your work done. Because if you start doing your homework at 10 o'clock, then you're guaranteed to be staying up late. And then when you're tired at school, you're not really going to be paying as much attention in class as if you were fully awake, which is going to like ruin your grades or whatever. And you know, I guess if you work better at night, then try to go home and take a nap or something. But even still, that's not like the same as getting a quality amount of sleep. Yeah, I'm just like thinking if about you can. Baheem. Yeah,
1: Baheem, what, What'd you say? I was thinking about you because you'd always go. You told me you'd go home at like you go home at like three and then you'd sleep until like eight. And then you'd do your homework, and then you'd go back to sleep. <laughs> like I don't know if that was like a good strategy for you, or if you like ever felt like really tired because of it. But I I don't know. Like following what Lily was saying, I don't know if that's like a optimal strategy.
0: It's not an not, optimal strategy. Yeah, but, it's um, it's not
2: great.
0: <laughs> yeah. What's <laughs> like it did it in in terms of school. Like some days, like I don't know if you guys could tell, but some days I was just out of it. Like, yeah. In a push, I was just like falling asleep. Like. It was just bad.
1: Yeah. I wasn't in your a But like, but I could could see in the morning sometimes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, like, sometimes it happens. And then, like, the other days when I'm awake, I'm, like, more active in class. So, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it it it, it can definitely affect you uh, as long as you let it affect you.
2: However, uh, doing that, though, was one of the only ways that I actually got sleep sometimes. Like, if I was so exhausted that I could get home on a day... Like like just like a Wednesday and sleep from three thirty until six and then get up and do my homework. Um, those days I would actually fall asleep easier.
1: Yeah.
0: Mhm. The thing is, is like for me, it's just like you go home, you get to sleep, you wake up, you're you kind of hungry, so you go get a snack. But like while you're watching your snack, you just don't want to be eating your snack, right? So you watch a YouTube video. Yeah. One YouTube video becomes two YouTube videos, becomes an hour, and that's eight o'clock, and you're doing your homework, or mm-hmm. I guess ten o'clock sometimes.
1: Yeah. I think one thing that really helped me with, like, getting my homework done was um, working with, like, you guys sometimes and trying to, like, work, especially, like, physics, because that class really confused me, trying to work through those those problems. Like, I know with Fahim, me and you, and Lily uh, occasionally, but me and Fahim would always, like, work together on, like, a bunch of stuff, and it would just, like, help us, like, stay on track. We would, like, encourage each other to get it done, like, earlier rather than later, and, like, needing that extra, like extra set of eyes to like look at the problem and like think about it in a different way can really help sometimes in like a lot of those like math science classes and like it didn't happen as much for like English and like history but sometimes like it helps like just knowing someone else is doing it with you.
0: That's low key a banger tip for junior year. Yeah. Having like study friends and study groups, like
1: Uh,
3: or just like asking your friends, asking your friends when you need help or asking your teacher when you need help because. Like, if you don't understand something, like, talk to somebody. Especially during junior year, like, that's probably the most important year. And, Make sure
1: you're getting help, yeah.
3: Like, yeah, so if you're not, like, reaching out when you need help, you're not going to do well. Mm-hmm. And you kind of need to do well your junior year.
1: <laughs> yeah. I um, I didn't really talk to my teachers. I guess that's, like, just more of a me thing. Um. But, like, having a good, like, a really good set of friends, like, like, you guys, you know, um, it help, it really helps um with, like, getting certain assignments done on time. Especially, like, big projects and, like, working on it as, BIA. like, a, not, yeah, not even necessarily as a group because they're individual. But just, like, working, like, quote-unquote together and, like, doing it at the same making time. Making
3: sure, making sure, it helps make sure that you're accountable for yourself, but also like encouraging others to be accountable accountable Mm -hmm. for themselves
1: yeah
3: um I guess like another important thing in my opinion is building relationships with your teachers especially because during college app season in your senior year you're going to need strong teachers who know that you're a good student and who that you trust and have a good relationship with to write your letters of recommendation so having like good relationships with your teachers I think is like really important especially because colleges tend to prefer like letters of recommendation from teachers from your junior or senior year as opposed to your freshman year because so so many people change so much from their freshman year to their senior year So I think, like, building good relationships with your teachers during junior year is, like, especially a good thing.
1: I need to get those done. I need to ask teachers. I haven't really done that.
3: (laughs) I haven't either, but I need to as well. Mm
1: -hmm. I'm really behind (laughs) my app season. That's all I could
3: say. The last thing that I could say, and it applies to all of us, is figure out before you're going into your junior year if the sat or the act is a better choice for you or if they're both a good choice and then take it early because you never know when you might not get the chance to take the sat because (laughs) of coronavirus i just
1: got
0: not we're low-key lucked out on that yeah Yeah,
3: so take it try to take it the winter or something of your junior year and then it Take it, depending on your score, like, if you get a really good score, it's not worth retaking it, but do that you so that you get the gist of the test and the environment of taking the test, and then try taking it again in, like, the spring. See if it improves your score any bit. Like, take what you've learned from the first time and improve on your second time. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't, try not to take it more than, like, three times because I feel like once you take it more than three times colleges start being like oh
1: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't really like standardized testing in like the way it like influences like how people like get into schools but that shouldn't be a topic for this episode
0: the system is the way it is regardless of if you like
2: it
1: yeah I I, I mean we can't change anything about it Um,
2: and uh, trust us none of us like it yeah. <sighs>
1: <laughs> I, the good thing is I, I know UC schools are looking to change it in the coming years, which is cool. I don't know about, like, the whole, like, nation, oh. but I know UC schools is looking to make some changes to their Actually, testing.
2: that does remind me. Um, because a lot of the incoming high school students uh, actually might just have to, might just get to straight up ignore any of our advice on standardized testing. Because I know for us, uh, submitting standardized test scores is optional. Most colleges this year are test optional. Most colleges for next year are test optional. Um, and for the classes of 2023, uh, 2023, and not speak, and 2024, um, they are considering making them uh, just devoid of standardized test scores.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, if, if you have to do standardized testing, listen to our advice listen to their advice more than mine because i probably prepared less than any of you guys but yeah
3: (sighs) and if you want tips on how to do well on your sat or your act we do have an episode all about test prep three episode was that was it
1: three three? i was reading (laughs) seven was four yeah it was three
2: yeah it was Uh, three you'll find it because this is this is a nine this is gonna come out
1: yeah late. this this will be like <laughs> this will be like months after three's release they're gonna be like for those of you who want a
2: behind the scenes secret we record episodes out of order
1: <laughs> yeah we've um we also have a lot on backlog so these are probably like not the most recent things but um we feel like they're applicable over time so
2: yeah i think i think a lot of what we talk about is if you want more information about test prep and testing tips, be sure to check out episode three because we recorded a whole episode on what you can do to better prepare for it. Um if you want to listen to any of our other episodes, you can find us on Spotify, YouTube, and there's a whole list of our episodes on our website. Not to mention, we recently got added to Apple Podcasts, so if you listen to your podcast there, check us out there as well. Um, be sure to follow our Instagram and Twitter at The Intersectional Podcast
3: and at Intersect Pod, uh, or email us if you have any questions. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Thank you.